right in the right when we're kicking off 2020. First episode back at it. Um, I decided to go somewhere new for me. Start the new year of 2020 in a new place. <clears throat> I've driven through here before, but uh, I decided that I wanted to, to give it some dedicated time. So I'm in St. Simon Island uh, here in Georgia. Gorgeous, absolutely lovely. I should have some pictures posted up of uh, the docks and piers and the, and the ocean and everything. It's just, it's gorgeous. It's absolutely lovely. Um, another beautiful island here in the state of Georgia. So, um, what I wanted to do, instead of this being uh, kind of a typical Too Easy Tuesday, this is more of a... This is more of um like, a, we're going to address the the New Year's resolution aspect of things because that's a, it's it's so common right now and it's and it's a, it's an issue and, and you have people that are making resolutions people that uh, are anti resolution um, people that are giving advice about resolutions and I guess that I'll fall kind of in that category <laughs> so <clears throat> if we're gonna if we're gonna make resolutions uh, I think it's it's important to, to think about what we're doing. And to give it some thought, but really the where this all came from was from a post from uh, the from Adam Messer, who I closed the show out with um, the 2019 year of Burn Your Boats with. So blessed and lucky to be able to have done that with him. Love you, Adam. But Adam had basically posted uh, an image that said, it's, uh, I think it's from the uh, from Devil Wears Prada uh, movie, like a clip from that, but it was. It was uh, just like a picture from it, but it was, it said, so let me guess, in 2020, you're going to cut out all the toxic people from your life, you're going to go to the gym, you're going to make more money, and you're going to focus on you at the top, and then at the bottom it said, groundbreaking. <laughs> and uh, if, you're, if you're in the group, you already saw me post it and kind of give a little preface to the fact that, that that's what we were going to talk about today. And so, uh, kicking off the new year with this, I think that it's... Um, it's a cool opportunity to, uh, to actually dive into those ideas specifically um, and kind of give my thoughts on why it is that we why it is that we focus on those why like that post is funny because it's true right and so what's true about it and the, the truism is that or there are multiple truisms in there but one of them is that those are ones that you hear people make, all the time, multiple people make those same resolutions year after year after year, and so that's that's true and that's that's relevant. And that's important. It's not it's not to be overlooked um, in a short in a short glance and just and just waved over. And I think it's important to acknowledge why it is that we are why we make those commitments to ourselves, and then it's important to figure out not necessarily why, but how it is that we fail. Um, and if we're going to talk about why we fail, I think it's equally, if not more important, to talk about defining our terms, defining the terms of our life, defining the terms of success and failure, defining the terms of what 2020 looks like. And so if you don't define the terms, you're almost guaranteed to fail. And so we'll, we'll get into that. So if we're going to talk about... Uh, these specific goals or these uh, these resolutions, uh, we're going to start out with why. Why is it always these ones? So when we think about let's take them let's take them in in order, right? So the first one is talking about 
the importance of removing toxic people from your life, right? So, something that we say every year, right? All of these, that's, again, that's why it's so funny, because it's so true. We always say it, oh, I'm going to remove all the toxic people from my life. And um, acknowledging the importance of this, it's, it's so incredibly significant. It's actually the way that I started this show out, this, not the show, but the, um, the additional portions of it. I started it out by talking about show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And so that was the very first, that's what you get Wednesday. And that was the very first addition to the interview portion of Burn Your Boats um, that I did. And so I think that it's hilarious that that part of this post was, uh, I'm going to remove toxic people from my life. And so it's relevant because it's really, it's, it's so true that the people that we keep around us really impact who we are and who we allow ourselves to be. They, they can either limit us by their limiting beliefs and their limiting beliefs of themselves along with their limiting beliefs of us and, and their limiting beliefs of the, the way the world works. Or it, it, but it can work the other way too where our friends and those people that are in our family and those that we keep closest to us can impact us and expand those limitations and expand uh, the possibilities beyond anything that we've ever considered before. And so... One of the things that might be most difficult about this is the fact that with any of these goals, it's going to be that we want to set them, we want to set the goals so big and we want, to, we want our life to be so much better than it is that we start by saying that we, st we start at the end. We start with the goal. Which is, which is important. It's important to have the big picture goal. you you got to have that. Um, but a lot of times what we fail to do is we fail to, to create the path of how we get from where we are today. We don't acknowledge where we are today. What we do, we say that I have this problem and I have toxic people in my life. And then I don't... Um, and then I'm, I'm, I'm going to remove them. I'm going to remove the toxic people from my life. One, that's half. That's, that's half of what is required to be successful in this regard. And... Uh, I say it's half because half of it is removing the toxic people, but it's so... The most important part about this is, again, it goes back to what I was talking about when I said that you need to define your terms. You need to define the terminology. What does it mean for someone to be toxic to you? What is it that they're limiting you from doing? And what is it that you want to do and so, without knowing those things, it's hard to know who is actually toxic. Um, and it, because just because somebody isn't isn't perfect doesn't mean that they're toxic. So, I think um, so. Defining your terms. So that's that's the first thing that you got to do with this is that you have to define your terms. The so it's thing. difficult to really get the the focus in on your goal and to get the success that you're looking for if you're trying to remove the toxic people from your life if you don't if you're not moving towards something it's really hard to live your life in negatives uh, where you say I'm not this I'm not that I don't believe this I don't believe that I don't want that like it's important to identify those things that you don't accept that you won't accept into your life however it's really hard to take action and to follow through on those things if you're not moving towards something about being positive. And so I'm not talking about positive energy and being happy and optimistic. Yes, it's absolutely important. <laughs> if you've spent any time with me at all, you fully acknowledge 
the importance that I, I take in that and how, how much of a part of me that is. But um, I'm talking about positive statements where, so in, in positive thoughts. So in the sense that if we're talking about people, then if we're talking about people and, to- and the toxicity of people in, uh, in our lives, we want to be searching for people that, that shift us in a positive way. So if we're talking positive, positive actions, not positive energy, um, then I'm talking about choosing something to, to pursue, something to go after versus something to avoid. So instead of getting rid of toxic people in your life, shift your the affirmation and the goal to something positive where I'm going to bring people in my life that inspire me. I'm going to, I'm going to bring inspirational people into my life. There are inspirational people in my life. I will find them kind of thing. And sometimes it's hard. It's hard with that specifically um, to break out of your current circle um, because your current actions brought you to be around those people that you're around. So a big part of it might be that you need to change your actions and think about the types of groups of people that are around that can provide that type of inspiration to you. And the, the, the beauty of this day and age is that it's so readily available to all of us that um, all you have to do is try. All you have to do is, is take half an action. Um, there's so many meetup groups and everything that are available to everybody, and it's, it's incredible. You can find up entrepreneur groups in your area. You can find book reading clubs. Um, you can find running groups or fitness groups or anything like that. It's, it's incredible. And so you, you get around those groups of people that are trying to better themselves um, in ways that, that are meaningful to you. And so what, what kind of action are you trying to bring into your life? Um, are you trying to read more? Do you identify um, education and being well-read as a part of success for you in your life? And, and, and that goes back to the definitions of things. So... That's, that's the, one of the most important parts. Those are the two most important parts to me about the toxic people. Is one, you have to identify what toxicity means. So that way you can use it as a, as a more clear illustration of what it is you will not accept in your life. And then you have to find what you're moving towards. You find the thing that you're moving towards and it's easier and more natural for you to break away from those things that you don't want in your life. And those people that you don't want. The energy that you don't want in your life. Now we get into... The, um, <laughs> there's a cart roller behind me. Now we get to the idea of, uh, of physical fitness, right? Because that, that, that may be more common. That may be the, the most common theme that we see in New Year's resolutions, right? So maybe, maybe we're not cutting out toxic people in our life, but maybe we're, uh, we're, trying, we're trying to get more fit. And so that, but that's really the question is, are you trying to get more fit? What's the goal? What's the goal? Defining again, defining clearly the, uh, the intent. Defining clearly the intent uh, of going to the gym is important because some people will say, well, oh, I'm going to go to the gym in 2020. I'm going to go to the gym. And then the question is, and what? Are you trying to get into better physical shape? Are you trying to get in, um, are you trying to build muscle? Are you trying to put on weight? Are you trying to cut weight? 
are you trying to be more functionally fit as the term has come to be recently um, with CrossFit and things like that? Are you trying to just look good on the beach? Are you trying to be ripped and cut? Uh, do you want better cardio? Do you want a lower heart rate? Uh, what, what is it that you're trying to accomplish by going to the it's so hard for you to follow through it's hard for you to take actions that will lead to your success because you don't have a clear idea of what success means success comes through meeting a very clear picture of what it is that you're doing going to the gym is not a resolution it's a plan and even that's a crap plan because there's no detail it's so because if you're trying and the problem is I dove into this at the end of 2019 one of the main problems myself through uh, paralysis, through analysis. I will, I will overthink it. I will sit down and I will talk to myself. I'll get ready to run. I'll get my shoes on. And then while I'm, while I'm trying to get the right shorts, the knot, I'm going to shirt. I'm going to get the other shirt. I'm going to get over here. I'm taking all this extra time. And each time that I'm taking this step to try to get myself out of the door to run, I'm, I'm coming up with more reasons why I, I don't want to run. Oh, well, it's late. Oh, I got to do these other things first. Less thinking. Less thinking and more doing. So think about uh, think about that. Think about the fact that you can, if you just get out there and walk, just walk, uh, and just start that, and just make that as a part of, of your daily routine. In the morning, you're going to get up and you're going to do something physically active with your body. day and then during that time you can really start thinking about what it is that you want you can start researching self-preservation aspect to it that we know that it's healthy um, there's an image aspect like I want to be considered a person that takes care of themselves and then you, there's, a, there's a sexual relation to it that like I want to be I want to be physically attractive to people and I want people to look at me and, and, and know that I, I take care of myself like I said and, and that people find me attractive and that um, now I'm, I'm in better shape everything about it leads to this goal happening every year and that's why it's so important it's embedded in us it's Um, some technical difficulties uh, with the recording, so this is going to come at a weird cut time in the middle of this, but I was going back through piecing together the uh, the brand new video of the year for you, and of course, 2020 wants to try me, right? Right off the bat, it wants to 
It wants to see what my metal is going into the new year. Am I going to be able to, to roll with the punches just like in 2019 or am I going to collapse? And obviously I'm going to roll with the punches. And so uh, I'm here. It's it's the next day after recording all of um, what you're seeing. What happened was, and you probably picked it up in the previous clip, is that the wind in St. Simon's started going crazy, like super bad. So uh, when I was going back through and I was listening, it was, you couldn't even, you couldn't even hear my voice. And there was no way, like, I'm good. I'm good at editing. I'm good at messing with audio. I'm not that good. <laughs> it's the, uh, the concept of junk in, junk out kind of thing. And the junk audio that got picked up there um, wasn't, was, was, I, you deserve better. And so I am here to provide you with better. And so basically the next part was going to be about money, right? And so money is another one of those resolutions, just like uh, the gym, uh, where it's so common. It's unbelievably common because, and it, and it's, it's prevalent across the board because no matter how much you make, you can always make more. It's, uh, there's always more money to be made. And, and no matter how comfortable you are, there's always increased comforts that you could have always for everybody. Um, so we identify money as being important because, so like we said, we dive, we're diving into the why. So like, why are these things so prevalent? Well, one money is the relevant. It's, it's how we exchange goods, right? So that's, that's like a baseline. But when we look at kind of like our psychology and, and how we operate as people, um, we have to look at what, what does money do for you? Um, and one of the baseline things is that it provides a sense of stability and security. Uh, and so if you're able to provide that for yourself, if you know where your food is and water are coming from, then you can, and you're able to lock that down because you have the money to secure those that's that's like your lowest need level, right? Of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, uh, and then you go up to security, um, and so then you you're able to okay, okay, I have a house, or I have a home, or an apartment, or whatever, and here I'm able to lock the doors and and provide a place for me that that shelters me from the weather and from people that would wish to take the money that I do have, um, that I'm able to buy my food and secure myself with. I'm able to secure that a little bit better. And when I'm able to do that, then I can spread that out to my fan, like spread it out to uh, my loved one, my, my spouse, my partner, my, uh, to my children, um, to my other, to my extended family, uh, to my community, then my friends, you know, and, and you can start spreading it out. And once you start getting outside of yourself, you start getting into um, kind of the uh, status symbol and... Um, and you can use money to emphasize the things that are important to you and you can use it to, so your actions, I always believe that, that money is, it's amoral, right? Their money it cannot be good. It cannot be bad. It is only as good or as bad or as neutral as a person who's using it. And how you spend your money is kind of a direct reflection of, of who you are in the sense of your priorities. Like, what do you prioritize? Um, if you're really into baking, then you probably have a bunch of stuff for baking. Um, and you continue to buy more stuff because you enjoy that and it's important to you. 
Um, if you're if if finding uh, a spouse or finding a partner is important to you, um, you will buy things that you think that that person that you're looking for would find attractive. And so if you have the money, you might buy a nice car. Uh, you might dress a certain way um, in order to attract the type of person that you're trying to bring into your life. Um, and so you can, you adorn yourself in such a way. Um, and so it, money f- flows into all of this. It, it, it increases your capacity to do those things. And so with it being a status symbol, with it being used for um, stability and security and, and, um, and basic needs that's, I mean, all of these are fundamental reasons of why, why we choose money to, um, to be a resolution. Um, one of the things that we fail to do is we fail to acknowledge ourselves as people as being human and in, in our humanity, we act irrationally or emotionally at least, maybe not irrationally all the time. Sometimes our emotions might be rational. Uh, most of the time they're probably not. <laughs> so uh, you, but yeah, we, we are emotional beings. And so we try, we, we act emotionally. And then on the backside, we re- justify our emotional actions uh, right with, ra- with logic and, and rationality on the backside to try to, like I said, to try to justify it. Um, but, it's not, and, and so when it comes to money, a lot of times we, we view accomplishing things with money as math problems because money is tracked by figures, by digits, by numbers. Um, and so you're like, okay, well, it's as simple as numbers. Um, and so if I just break down, like a lot of people do this with debt, if I just break it down by the numbers, then then I'll be able to eliminate debt this way. I have this much money, I can put this much towards it. I'm going to choose the highest percentage rate, blah, 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 blah. Um, but you're not accounting for the fact that you're human and that you're an emotional being. And that is, that's, that's crucial. That's paramount in planning for any financial success or changes into the future is acknowledging who you are and what your priorities are. So when we think, when we're talking about money and we're, and we're considering the fact that we want to make a change and we want an increase in and how much money that we're making. Um, it's important, like I said, one, it's important to identify all of the different areas that you have money coming in right now and how you are currently a- applying uh, importance and energy to where your money is going right now. Because um, there might there's likely to be a lot of waste, especially if you're not tracking it in a budget. And so, again... Um, like I said, with with every single part of this, one of the most important things is going to be defining what success means. Because if you don't define success, then you're never going to get it. You'll never get that success. So, when you say more money, how much more money? Um, is it is it actually money that you're trying to to get more of, um, or is it increased possibilities? Is it increased travel? Um, what are you trying to accomplish with that money? Because a lot of times you'll be surprised at how much you can accomplish with the amount of money that you currently have already. However, um, if you are looking to to actually increase the dollar amount of the money that you're earning, then you need to you need to look at yourself and look at your current skill set that you have. Um, you need to look at 
the current value that you're providing to your company. So think, go back to the beginning and when you got hired and think about what it is that you got hired to do. Um, how much more are you doing now? How much more value are you providing to them now versus how much value um, you were providing when you first got hired and how much money that they, they guaranteed you and that you agreed to contractually when you got hired. Um, and so if you, if you are providing much more value now, then, then you can go to your boss with that specific, uh, breakdown of, of the type of work that you're doing. Like, Hey, look, so I do this, this, and this, I am, I am bringing the, this many more customers in. I am bringing in, um, this much more business. Uh, I've, I've secured these contracts, and all all of these things are relevant because that's at the end of the day that's that's what is going to make the difference. So like I'm giving you more business. I am expanding your business. I have these capabilities. I've developed this program for your business, and this is why you've been this much more successful. I've I've brought in this much more money to the company this year. Um, and those are the tangible ways that you can go to your boss with with that. And if he gives you pushback, then you have those skills and those things that you've developed for the company that you can take elsewhere. Now, if you haven't done those things, if you are getting, if you are doing the same, uh, accomplishing the same tasks and no more increased responsibility than when you started, um, you really have to question, do you deserve more money? And what maybe what can you do that, uh, what can you do that will actually provide you, um, provide the company with more value? Um, what type of, what type of impact can you make on them with the skills that you have? Um, and with the know, with the knowledge of the business that you have to, to help them grow and to help them earn more money that will then in turn help you earn more money. So if you're able to show, like I create a 5% growth in our bot in this business bottom line last year I want some of that and you can and it's it's a reasonable claim it's a reasonable thing to go with and so and if they're not willing to do it then you can step off and you can get you can start looking at other places that are willing to value you and the work that you're able to do and you're able to take even if you don't if you were taking on more responsibility and you weren't getting paid extra for it you can take the fact that all of the experience that you've got from those increased responsibilities and throw that in your resume for the next job but okay let's say that you haven't done that let's say you haven't uh increased your responsibilities like i said and then you question whether or not you deserve more money well you don't have to deserve more money right now to make more money this year think about the opportunities that are available to you and it will take time and energy in order to accomplish this so if you want to expand your skill set, I mean, one, think about think about the business that you're in. One, do you want to stay there? Is this how you want to make your money? Let's let's just go for the sake of this conversation. Let's say this is exactly where you want to be. You love the company. You love the mission statement. This is where you're working. Um, you are given X amount of responsibilities, but you're not, and, and you're getting paid for that, but you want to expand upon that. So how do you do it? There are, there are so many ways, and really we could go on, this, this money topic could go on for a whole another part of the show continuously forever. Um, so, But I'm going to try to keep this succinct as much as possible um, for the resolution show. <laughs> so, okay, so if you're trying to get 
uh, if you're trying to expand your your revenue, the, how much money you're making, and you and you don't have the skill set to do it within the company that you're doing now, you have to think about what where you can expand the skill set that um, will give you more money. It seems it sounds obvious, right? Well, so let's break that down a little bit further. Think about the business that you're working for. Like I said, you said in this scenario, you love the industry that you're working for. You love the business within the industry that you're working for, and um, and so you have to think about what that business is, one, what the business is mission statement is, but also what is, how do they make money? Like, because that at the end of the day, providing value in exchange for dollars, that's, that's the way that business works. And so how can you influence it so that you can, you can help that business make more money um, because for every dollar that that company makes, given, again, this is supposing that you're you're in an ethical business that is earning money by providing legitimate value to other people. And so every dollar that is brought in is value that's given to other people. So how do you get more dollars in? Um, is a, It will reflect how many more people you're able to help now uh, than before. And so there's there are... There, I think that there are three basic ways that I've heard about businesses basically being able to make more money. One is charge more for the product that you have. And so one of the ways that you can impact this is by creating, helping them to create a better product. So you look at what it is that they're providing. Say it's a, a coaching or mentoring service that, that they're providing and you are able to create another program or you're able to provide uh, additional experts that that are able to input more coaching strategies into the coaches that you already have and provide them with additional training that then provides more value to your clientele. And by providing that additional value, you're able to charge more money because what you have is worth more. So that's, that's, uh, that is a way and an example through that. Um, another way is to increase the number of people that are purchasing whatever product or service it is that you're selling. So if, if that is the route that you want to go or if that, that route sounds enticing or easier to you, uh, marketing and advertising might be, and brand building might be the direction that you want to go. And so how, there are so many people out there that that provide training for this that that go across multiple domains um that will and some that will apply directly to whatever it is business that you're doing um you don't have to go get a marketing degree in order to expand your marketing skill set and to be able to provide more value to that company, to your company, to that business, to expand your clientele, um, and especially when, and then and you're talking about strengthening the the employees uh, or the, the clientele that you already have uh, through branding, through brand building, and building the trust. And so, finding out how to develop a relationship and tribe within your organization to maintain the membership that you have. You know, if it's a service based on the, the people that are buying products, uh, you know, to to keep the loyalty there that's huge too because it's more expensive typically it's more expensive to bring in new people than it is 
to keep the people that you already have. Um, but a lot of times, like you'll see with a lot of times with like internet uh, companies uh, and and TV providers and things like that, they will provide all these amazing deals for all these new customers. But then, then once you stop being a new customer, then you get thrown to the wayside. You get charged. You get upcharged. Uh, how much you pay per month and all the perks and, and bonus channels you get go out the window because they want you to start paying for it with uh, full price at that point. And so how do you work with those people to to encourage loyalty to your company um, is, a, is another way that you could provide value. So, um, so that's another way that you can provide, that you can expand the value that you're currently providing to your business. And the third way is by selling more of whatever it is that you have. And so if you're able to look into, uh, again, if you're going into services, like how can we provide more service? How can we capitalize on more services to people? Um, and then this is all, all of these things, or whether it's products or services, goods or, or services, um, there are, there are people out there teaching how to expand this. And most people aren't looking for that continuing education. They've been educated or they have experience. And then they're, they're sticking with that. And they're rolling with what they got. And because what they think that they, they've had success and they don't need to learn anymore. You, nev- you never know enough. You never know enough. So going out and pursuing further education and pursuing... Uh, uh, more knowledge to, to broaden your horizons and your understanding of these different elements of the business, um, they're going to do nothing but benefit you and they're going to give you that edge over people that are already there. And now this is all external stuff. One of the things that I've always loved is when you see people inside of the business going to other people in other departments of the business. So if you're there and you work in sales but you want to understand, and so you're, you're selling to people, but you want to understand marketing, uh, stay after, go on your lunch break and, and go to hang out with the marketing guys and girls and go after work and stay there and, and talk to them about their strategies. And, and People love to talk about themselves. They just do because it's the thing that we know the most about. Um, and when someone shows a genuine interest in us, then we're like, oh, okay, like, I, yeah, I would love to talk to you about what I do, <laughs> you know, and um, and so you can you can really pick their brains and, and learn what it is that they're doing, and if you've got the time to spend after you you get done working and you complete your responsibilities to sit down with them and to watch the systems and learn the systems that they're using, then you can you can shift fields within there by showing prowess and that you get that prowess by by talking to those people and learning what they're doing and understanding it and then continuing your education to the outside and you take on a class um, or a certification course or, or, or whatever the case may be um, that that, can, that expands your knowledge even more. Then you can develop uh, a program or something that you can insert into your own company that will help to train your sales force or your marketing team even on something even better than once you show, you you give that um, basically sales pitch for your training thing to your boss, and he's like, oh, like you've been doing this? Like, yeah, no, I'm invested in this company. Then how much better are you than everyone else in your department? And then not only that, how much 
how much more value you're providing because you're going outside of your department to other people's departments as well. That's incredible. There's so few people that do that. There's so few people that think about that, that you just taking the action will have you lean towards success every single time just because no one else is doing it. Everyone else is, most people are doing the bare minimum. It goes to the 80-20 rule. Um, and really it's the 10-80-10 um, where you have 10% that are crushing it. You have 80% who are showing up and doing the job and you have 10% that are terrible. So where do you want to be? And getting in that top 10% is not as difficult as you think it is. You show up and you try and you you work when you're at work. I love this. This is a Dave Ramseyism, uh, the financial planner guy. Uh, he said, if you just show up and you work when you're at work, then you will be in the top eighty, in the top twenty percent of the workforce immediately. And what he means by that is like, stay off your phone, stop texting, stop social mediaing, you know, and all of these things, because that's what most people are doing, and they're. They're killing their productivity in that. And then they're not, even even if they are productive, so that's just the baseline. So you're productive, but okay, like, are you looking to expand your skill set? Are you like, you're doing your job, but can you do it better? Is there a better way to do it? Are you even considering that? Um, and so that's, that's, I think that's where I'm going to cut it for the, for the, for the money side of this, but those are all ways that you can do it. I mean, you can break out of your industry and go work for somebody else and, and, and start your own business. And obviously I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of that. Um, if that's something that you want to do, but you don't have to do that in order to burn your boats. You can burn your boat of, of complacency within your own industry. And that's, and I think that that is crucially important. You should always try to be the best that you can be in whatever it is that you're doing. And so if you're on the sales team, you should be the best salesperson on your team and then in the company and continue to expand upon that by adding in more skills, adding more value, and then you will get paid. Especially even if you have to be the person that brings it up to your boss, like, hey, I've done this, this, and this to increase the value here. I've provided this training. I've seen sales increase on my team by this amount since I've been doing this. I think that I deserve more money. And then when you go to him with those facts and figures, then it's hard for that person to be like, nope. <laughs> and like I said, if they do, deuces, we're out. Like, I'm going to go to somebody that's going to value that stuff because most likely those things that you've been doing will apply to other people's businesses as well. All right. Probably my favorite and by favorite, I mean, uh, the one that I detest the most from these resolutions in this post, uh, is the, I'm going to focus on me. <laughs> so you're going to focus on you this year. And that was the last one of it. Uh, I, I can't stand this because it doesn't mean anything. It is the most, at least when I say that I'm going to make more money, there's like, there's a goal there. And it's like, I, I know like, okay, if I make $50,000 a year now, making $51,000 a year meets some sort of threshold for making more money. Um, going to the gym, terrible goal. But if I go to the gym once, I will have, I could have met the goal, <laughs> you know? Um, so they're not clearly defined and that's why those are terrible. But this one, there's not even... There's not even a way to objectively meet this goal. Like, what does focusing on you mean? Like, how much, how much do you not focus on you right now? Uh, that's what we all do every day. And so um, we get into the self-care and all this stuff. And, uh, and I, uh, 
it drives me nuts. This, the self-care stuff drives me drives me batty. Um, I think that it's important to take care of yourself. Um, I think that you should you breaking this down into categories of existence is, is probably the best way to uh, to effectively implement. Um, change, not even change, but like a benefit, self-benefit to you and really get the self-care. So if you look at um, emotionally and you look at um, physically and you look at relationships, you know, or whatever the case may be, but you break it down into into categories of your life. Um, And so uh, spiritually and things like that. So if if you want to look at Let's just go with one that's relatively easy to discuss, and it goes back to the fitness thing. So if we're going to talk about self-care, and I'm going to focus on me, part of that focus should be, uh, like, okay, if I'm going to look at the fitness aspect of it, like, I want to feel better physically, okay, well, I want to start working out, and then then you start working on developing your plan, but you need to, you need to find the foundation in, in your habits, in what you're doing each day. Uh, in order to to meet that goal, and again, it's we have to clearly define it. Like, okay, so when, like I said, we go back to that, and then we want to clearly we go back to the definitions, and we go back to fitness that like we talked about earlier. Um, that's when that's when you're able to actually set the those habits into place because you know that if you want to run a marathon, big picture, then you and you don't run, you have to start running. Right? <laughs> that's a baseline understanding. So, but if we shift away, since we did a lot of talk on the physical fitness stuff, if we shift away from that and we go to, um, let's say mindfulness, right? Um, and, and when I think about that, I think about conscientiousness, I think about, um, um, meditation and yoga and things like that. And so, but like, what's the point of those? And it's, um. To, to clear your mind and to give yourself a little bit more ease in your mind um, and then also the um, but yeah but if you give yourself the ease of mind through meditation you you kind of allow yourself to to clear up some of the mental space. I think that one of the... One thing that I've heard... Uh, I forget who the first person I was... It was that I heard say this, but it, it's a it's a mental bandwidth-ism. Um, and so, if you... Wait, when you wake up each day, you say you start with 100 gigs or whatever of bandwidth, mental bandwidth. Um, it doesn't matter how much. You just, you know, you have a certain amount. And each thing that you're focusing on extracts from that mental bandwidth. So being able to prioritize your thoughts and being able to, to, to eliminate the things, the unnecessary aspects of your attention, it can really help to shift your mentality um, in, in a better place. Uh, that's that's probably one of the most important areas of, of self-care that I think um, you can... And I'm doing air quotes for those that are listening <laughs> for self-care. Uh, I just, I just, yeah, like I said, self-care just drives... The term drives me nuts. Um, but it's, it is important. It's just important to define it. So if, if my self-care has to do with, with 
reprioritizing my mental focus. All right, cool. Well, let's do that. Let's not call it self-care. Like, let's reprioritization of mental efforts, you know, or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Like, let's, let's, let's just be specific with what it is that we're talking about. Um, so if that's the case, then you, how do I go about doing that? So meditation might be one of those ways. Going for a jog might be one of those ways. Um, doing gratitude, gratitude and thankfulness journaling might be some of those ways. Um, doing kind deeds for others might, might, you know, bring you some of that, that mental ease. Um, all of these things matter and all of these things can, but it's important for you to identify what works for you and talking to other people about their strategies and, and, and being willing to enter into these things with an open mind is, is really significant because you don't want to arbitrarily cut off the path to something that may profoundly impact you in the rest of your life because you have some sort of uh, thought about it when you've never actually um, participated in it or learned about it. So you might have this weird feeling about meditation because you think that in your head you associate meditation with long-haired hippies that don't bathe and, and believe in uh, all this this magical um, stuff that doesn't really exist. Um, when really there's there are, there are neuroscientists like Sam Harris out there that that lead uh, meditations that will do will, you can sign up for their app uh, I forget what his is called Calm, no it's not Calm uh, but it's something he's got an app uh, and he does guided meditations and there's pretty significant uh, response and, and people people really like it and so uh, you don't have to go all all voodoo not voodoo but you don't have to go all mystical in order to get the benefits from it but it's you don't want to basically what I'm saying is that you don't want to shut off the possibilities of benefits from things because you have this tabooed thought with surrounding it like give it a shot I, my my life mantra one of my many life mantras has been don't knock it till you try it twice because the first time might be messed up. You never know. Well, someone might have might have spiked your tea. You know, whatever the case may be. Uh, you might have it jacked up. Like if you're doing, a, especially with meditation, because there's so many different kinds of meditation that you might do a guided meditation. Like this is terrible, and then you might do another one that's silent um, with music, and that's really good. Or that didn't, you know. So it's just it's important to try things more than once um, to be, but to go into it with an open mind, go into it with like the mind of a child. Uh, where it's you're willing to absorb what's going on around you rather than going into it judgmentally. Um, this goes back to the idea of don't self-select. Uh, that is really important to me in the sense that like you're, we, we cut off a lot of opportunities for ourselves by saying that we're not good enough. Um, and we, we might also be cutting off, and, I, and I've talked about this before, so if you followed along with the show from the beginning, you know what I'm talking about. I'll dive more into it again later in the year. Um, but... Um, this is like the version of it that's external. So like, don't don't externally select or prematurely select things to go in the trash bin when you haven't tried it. You know, and we tell it to our kids all the time, like, oh no, you got to try this. You have, you know, you don't you don't get to not eat it. You have to try it first, um, and then and so do the same thing with with this part of your life and how you're experimenting. Like, be willing to experiment. Be willing to fail. And, be, and don't look at at failing in, in these things as this big negative event that occurs, it's it's a learning experience and it's fun. And if you look at it as as a journey, 
as the purpose of what you're doing is, is to go through these steps and not to get to this end spot, then going through it becomes a lot more fun and enjoyable. So, but then, like, so I skip past the beginning part of this. Like, why is it important? Why is this one of the goals that we put in there? And it's self care. Um, it's kind of, a, I feel like it's a newer thing. I don't know, maybe I haven't paid attention to resolutions for very long, but I feel like it's in the last five, ten years maybe. Uh, that this has really come up as a as like a phenomenon that is um, that's relevant in things like resolutions and such. And so, why why is self care? And so it, it goes back to the focus on on us. And so like we're we're giving ourselves as a society, at least in a lot of the Western cultures, or at least in the United States, we're giving ourselves the permission to to focus on ourselves again and identifying the fact that a lot of times our jobs were were focusing so much on pleasing other people and with our families we're focusing on so much on taking care of our families that we don't focus on taking care of ourselves and we lose the importance of of that and taking care of other people now you can get a lot of grat, grat, uh, gratification from taking care of other people um, but it's the question is so this goes back to kind of the money thing for me I remember I had a soldier who I had to have a money conversation with him about because he didn't have enough money for gas simply to drive around and after having a conversation with him I figured out that he was sending half of his small paycheck back to his family in the country where they were living because he, he his priority was to take care of his family that was a huge reason why he joined the military was to get a secured paycheck so he could send that money back home um, but what he didn't understand what he didn't have the proper perspective was that he can't take as good a care of his family as he could as possible if he wasn't take care taking care of himself fully first so if his ability to get to work is diminished then say he shows up late and we have to counsel him and then he doesn't get looked at more rapidly for the next promotion um then he's missing out on that increase in pay the more money that he could be sending back home because he's sending too much money back home where it's detrimental to him now and so it's the same thing. So you have to strike that balance of caring for those people around you and and finding the limit of where you really need to focus on caring for yourself so that you can take care of them better. If you want to be home all day but with your family and your kids, but they drive you nuts halfway through the day, that last half of the day is going to be so negative on your relationships together because you're not... You're there, and by being there, that's that's how you mark your importance for it, and that's how you mark success for yourself as being uh, being there for your family. It's by physically being there. Then you're you you can be detrimentally impacting those relationships. So maybe it's more important to to take a half an hour, an hour out, where you go and you go for a walk, you go for a drink, you whatever the case may be, you do some you time. Um, where you don't have to worry about the, the next thing breaking or the, the next snack that needs to be made. Um, and you just, you can, you can kind of take that breath and oh, just, and just move and, and, and just focus on you for a little bit. And then when you come back, then you're a little bit more refreshed and you can re-engage uh, more positively with your children and everything like that. And so it's, it's, like I said, it's about striking that balance. But that's why we, that's why we do it. That's why it's become this, this thing that's there is because we're identifying the importance of that 
in our ability to do the other things that we want to do as good as we can. So we have to take care of ourselves. And I think that's really important. So to sum this all up, what do you need? We're talking about New Year's. We're talking about resolutions. Um, and we're and really what we're talking about is how to make a lasting impact in your life. And in order to make that type of change, um, it requires more than sitting down for five minutes and writing down a list of things. Uh, you have to, you have to enforce, you have to, one, you have to identify the things that you want to change. And you have to identify that by the things that you're passionate about. Um, you want to, you want something like we had talked about with the positive and the negative. You don't want to be running away from something. You don't want to be pushing through something. You want to be drawn to the thing. You want to be drawn to the good, drawn to the good people, drawn to the good uh, actions. And in order to, to be drawn, the things that are drawing you, they have to be, uh, they, have, they have to excite you, they have to energize you. So your goals have to excite you and energize you. And that's how you get your feet off the ground and, and take, take that first action. But then that's not enough. You have to, you have to enforce it. You have to stack up uh, your efforts through habits, through strong, good habits, and through rituals, um, and that's that's done on the daily basis. Those are the those are the little things, and that's really where the um, that's where the difference is made on each day. And whether or not you feel like it or not, that's where the the muscle memory and the habit comes in. Because um, even if you're having a bad day, a bad day at the gym is better than not going to the gym. A bad day of, of journaling or writing or creating is better than not doing those things and then binging on Netflix. Um, and, and most importantly, what all of this kind of centers around is, is who are you? Who are you in 2020? And um, like how are you identifying yourself? In the sense that you... I, the one thing, the most, one of the most powerful things that I've heard um, expressed when it comes to personal narrative... Uh, and, and defining yourself and the power behind it is um, in in a book that was written about uh, how to stop smoking and they talked about uh, somebody coming up to somebody who's a smoker and then saying like hey do you want to smoke and you're like oh no I'm, I, I quit smoking or I'm I'm trying to quit uh, instead of that you say no I don't smoke and it's that simple delineation that makes all the difference in the world because it's, it's changing how you identify yourself and it's changing how you you label yourself and portray yourself to the world. It's It all goes back to your brand, to your personal brand. Does your brand include smoking? Does your branding, does your brand include, uh, is, is part of your brand consistency? Is part of your brand showing up? Are you the type of person that shows up every day? Are you the type of person that shows up early uh, and prepared. Are you the type of person that goes to the gym every day? Are you the are you the type of person that really loves running? And so I I encourage you, if nothing else, instead of making New Year's resolutions, make New Year's identities. Um, identify those things that you're passionate about, and and create those phrases and that terminology um, where you identify who you are. And the type of person that you want to be. The person that five years from now, the five years from now version of you looks back and says, that's where the change was made. The change was made when I identified as, uh, as, a, as a CrossFitter, as, a, as an elite CrossFit member. As a, I identified as 
the best of non-commissioned officers in the Army. I, I identified as the best m- marketing person in my team, in my business, in this region of the country. Whatever the case is, whatever you're doing, like identify it. Say, I am this. And then you can start building those rituals and those habits to start knocking out the smaller goals that are required to to live up to that new identity. So thank you so much. I I really I'm so excited about this year, guys. I, 2020, the year of perfect vision, um, and I will be sharing my vision with you. I hope that you're able to share yours back with me, and we can really we can really move on some big things this year. I'm really excited. We got a lot of things going on, and I'm excited that you're a part of it. I look forward to seeing you here again uh, tomorrow. Until then.